eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. Briggs has over 100 miles of cars, so shop today at BriggsAuto.com. Now, let's start The Drive. Good evening, Wildcat and Jack fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com, and please welcome the man across the studio from me, my new co-host, Michael Swain of Fog.net. Hello, Mr. Swain. Welcome to my neighborhood. Oh, thank you. I'm very appreciative of Fitz and, and very excited to be talking KU, K-State, Kansas City sports, everything yeah. with you here on Sundays. Scott Chasen is off to new endeavors, so Michael is now here for the stay. You can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and of course answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode, of The Drive. You can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at both GoPowerCat.com and Fog.net. And we start things off with our two-minute drill, the first segment of the two-minute drill sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. Well, Fitz, Kansas State played a great game last week against Oklahoma State, but the Wildcats were unable to match that performance in a 34-227 loss to Texas. What went wrong for the Wildcats on Saturday? Well, I'll tell you what, they did start Adrian Martinez over Will Howard. Adrian was healthy enough to go and they decided on Friday to let him go. And some fans want to maybe blame Adrian Martinez. He did have a bad uh, turnover for interception right before halftime that set up the last touchdown of the first half for Texas. But that made the score 31 to 10 at halftime. You can't give up 31 points. Um, and it's not all one guy's fault. In all, it was K-State just wasn't good enough. And bluntly put, Texas was the better football team on this day. They had more talent, they had more focus, they had a better game plan, and honestly, they were better coached than the Wildcats. So Adrian Martinez did struggle at times, but this is far from something you can hang on the quarterback. Why? Because the defense gave up more than 200 yards rushing to Bijan Robinson, who is outstanding. He is an amazing running back, and K-State just couldn't answer. Deuce Vaughn broke 70 yards, but really wasn't as effective as Bijan was for the Longhorns. The Longhorns were relentless in the first half. K-State came out at halftime with some great adjustments. They did not lay down, they did not give up, and they kept fighting through 
to the very end. They got it all the way to 34-27 before Adrian Martinez's second turnover, not just of the game, but of the season. His first two turnovers this season for the Wildcats. Uh, and he fumbled in the pocket. It was He was trying to stay in there and to make one final play and just couldn't get it done. K-State scrapped, they didn't give up, they kept fighting, but they were not nearly precise enough to win a Big 12 game against a team the quality of Texas. And this puts them in a precarious position now with the Big 12 standings, as they still have a good opportunity to end up in Arlington for the Big 12 championship. But unfortunately for K-State now, Texas has the tiebreaker on them uh, and they're gonna have to get some work done and maybe a little help it would be very nice, Michael, if TCU could knock off Texas this next weekend in Austin, but we will see. K-State needs to worry about K-State, which means win the rest of the game, starting with Baylor on Saturday down in Waco, and then hope you get a little help uh, because they have put themselves on the outside looking in right now as we look at the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, I think with K-State, specifically with Saturday, and you contrast it to last week, you have to play complimentary football, especially mm -hmm. against a team like Texas that is so talented, that has kind of that raw talent that can overcome mistakes. Yep. You can't make mistakes against a team like that and still expect to win. Yep, you're exactly right. Well, Michael, Kansas is officially bowl eligible. I wore my, my pastel version of KU's colors to celebrate. Um, it's the first time since 2008 the Jayhawks will go bowling. K KU took care of Oklahoma State on Saturday, winning 37-16. How has Kansas gotten here in just year two under Lance Leipold? Well, I think you have to go back to this time last year when KU was taking its lumps against teams like Oklahoma State and Iowa State. They lost both of those games 114-10. to mm. They've won those games this year. But the reason that they've changed, you look at last year, 68 players were playing football and they were in their first two years at the college football level. It's a young team that took its lumps, but really developed over the course of the season. Over the off season, the players bought into the program, bought into the culture. KU went out, added veteran transfers, guys that have played at other schools, bringing experience. And all of a sudden you go into this year and you've got a full two deep. It's the first time in several years that Kansas has entered a season with a true two deep where you feel good about just about every position up and down the roster. Then you get into the season, KU's shown different ways to win games, which has been incredibly impressive for a program that has not done that over the last decade plus, right? You have, go down on the road on back-to-back -back weeks, 14 to nothing, you respond, you dominate in those games and win. You come home, you beat Duke, then you play Iowa State and really a knockdown drag out fight, but adversity hits, Jalen Daniels goes down. KU loses three straight games, but the confidence didn't waver. There was no feeling of, oh no, here we go again. There were, they continue to fight and work, and I think you saw that confidence against Oklahoma State on Saturday. I think KU put together its most complete game of the season. We talked about complimentary football with Kansas State. That's exactly what Kansas did. Multiple turnovers, great offensive efficiency, and the kicking game was pretty solid as well. So overall, I think you're looking at that being the best game KU's played this season, and it's the reason they're going bowling. Well, certainly Jason Bean coming in as a backup quarterback has been really solid for KU, but I, it impresses me when I watch KU. I recognize some of the things Bill Snyder was able to accomplish at K-State years ago. Changing the belief in the locker room is the hardest thing. And Coach Leipold's done that. They believe they're going to win these games, and that has not been present in, since Mark Mangino was coach at KU. Definitely not. It's a 24-hour rule with them. Yep. 24 hours and they move on. But Fitz, the Big 12 continues to cannibalize itself in one of the conference's most competitive seasons in recent memory. TCU appears to be the class of the conference but who do you feel like is gonna play the Horned Frogs in Arlington yeah. in December? 
Well, right now it's Texas is in the driver's seat, but that will really get cemented if they can win at TCU this weekend, this upcoming weekend. It'll be an enormous game. TCU keeps finding a way to win. And uh, one of the big reasons, uh, say a little prayer for Quinn Ewers, the Texas quarterback, because I think TCU's on five straight games where the starting quarterback hasn't made it to halftime. I'm not saying they play dirty. I'm saying they play really physical football. Uh, and the opposing quarterbacks have paid the price throughout the year. TCU's in the driver's seat naturally. Uh, they're gonna really have to collapse not to make it because their schedule gets pretty easy after Texas too. But Kansas State, if they can win out and they get Texas to lose one more, uh, including this game Saturday, they will be uh, in Arlington. It's pretty remarkable. And it's just kind of sums up, Michael, this conference, how good this conference is. I mean. K-State is now just two losses in the conference, but they're out of the contention because there's so many teams right there bottled up. And as I said, Texas is in that driver's seat, uh, but there's other programs. You, you can't take any week off. Yeah, they go to West Virginia, but West Virginia is better at home than on the road. They go to KU. Or they, KU comes into Lawrence, and we know KU's playing with good football. Who do you think is going to make it into uh, Arlington for the Big 12 Championship? I agree. I think it's Texas. But you look at the schedules, and K-State has the softest schedule, I think, of the three kind of teams that control their own destiny in Texas, Baylor, and K-State. You mentioned going on the road to play West Virginia. I think K-State wins that game. But you look at Texas, this weekend feels like to me is going to decide who plays in Arlington. Big matchups up and down the Big 12, but you look at Texas, they still got that trip to Lawrence, right? Yeah. Texas in November <laughs> on the road, north of Texas, that doesn't usually go well for the Longhorns. So that's not gonna be an easy game. And I think overall, you look at the conference, it's just gonna be kind of competitive this weekend, going into the final weeks, you don't know what's gonna happen on any given Saturday. This stretch for K-State's been brutal. TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, and now Baylor. I mean, you're just lining them up. That's life in the Big 12, though. Now, here's a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Last week's question was, which K-State quarterback would be your pick to start the rest of the year? A was Will Howard with 58% and B was Adrian Martinez with 42%. Here's this week's question, and I spent just hours and hours trying to come up with this question, uh, and I ended up just switching A and B. Who should Kansas State start at quarterback next Saturday at Baylor? I wanna know if you've changed your thoughts. A, Adrian Martinez, or B, Will Howard? We're gonna find out if you're just voting for A also. You can vote on our Twitter page, at thedrive13. All right, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be back right with more in KU K-State on the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It is time to continue our weekly two-minute drill with my new co-host Michael Swain. The segment of the this two this segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Kansas State basketball was picked 
for last in the conference and all Jerome's Tang team played an exhibition with Washburn leading up to Monday's season opener. Fitz, what are your expectations for the Wildcats this season? You know, I, I don't blame anyone for voting K-State last in the conference. They do return just two players. They have 11 newcomers on the roster. But in that one game they played against Washburn, and they will play Texas Rio Grande Valley on Monday night at Bramlage Coliseum. It's a men's women's doubleheader if fans want to show up. But what I noticed immediately was how athletic this K-State team is. Look, Washburn was overmatched, uh, clearly overmatched. Uh, but that says something about the level of athlete Jerome Tang and his coaches have brought in immediately. Marquise Noel and Ish Masood are the two returners, but they brought in a whole host of guys that can just play. If you watch K-State, if you watch a lot of Big 12 basketball, you will notice K-State looks a lot like physically a Baylor team. They're long and lean and athletic. They don't have a big clogged up in the middle center. They got a bunch of guys that can run the court. In fact, they've, they've got a, guys that are 6'7", 6'8", 6'10", that can play on the perimeter. This is gonna be a really fun athletic team. They're gonna play a really fun brand of basketball. And I encourage fans to get out to Bramlage Coliseum this season. There are some tickets still available, but season ticket sales are way up because this team will be entertaining. Will they finish last in the Big 12? I doubt it, but don't ask me who will because this conference is so stinking good in basketball, just like football. It's gonna be highly competitive. But Michael, this K-State team is going to beat some people this year. Now, they might turn around and lose to some people they need, they need to be beating, but they are going to really get after some people with their athleticism. They're going to give some people some trouble. And we're going to also see probably Jerome Tang and his coaches kind of grow into their new roles as they've all kind of moved up the, the ladder in their coaching careers. But K-State basketball is going to be fun. Uh, and honestly, that's a welcome change for K-State fans. Yeah, well, compared to two things, I think it's like T.J. Alselberger's first year at Iowa yep. State. Things got very stale under Steve Prome, like they did under Bruce Weber. Last year, they come out, exciting brand of basketball, more defensive focused, but fans want to show up and watch it. And also, can they kind of make some improvements like Lance Leipold's first season with Kansas football? Be competitive, win yep. a couple games. Yeah, exactly. It, it's going to be a really interesting season for Kansas State basketball, and I hope fans are patient because it will be a season of growth. Mm -hmm. Well, Kansas basketball announced several self-imposed sanctions relating to the ongoing NCAA investigation into the program. Mike, what do you make of the decision and the sanctions KU laid out? It's interesting on the timing of it because it came out 24 hours before Louisville had their IARP case come down. And I wonder, after they saw the punishments that Louisville got, if they maybe would reconsider these self-imposed sanctions. There are a few. A lot of them relate to recruiting. Bill Self and Curtis Townsend were not on the road for April through July. That did not have much of an impact on Kansas' 2023 basketball recruiting class. They got the three players they wanted without Self and Townsend going on the road. But to me, I look at the scholarship production as being an interesting wrinkle into this. They will lose three scholarships over the course of three years. For me, at face value, you see a scholarship production, it doesn't look good. But if you know Bill Self, he's gonna play nine, 10 guys. You know, guys 11, 12, 13 don't usually play. So I'm not sure overall how much these sanctions actually impact Kansas and their ability to put a competitive Big 12 title, potential Final Four caliber team on the floor. Your high-end players are still gonna pick Kansas. This is the age of name, image, and likeness. Kids that wanna to go to Kansas will go to Kansas. Bill Self being at their game on the sideline is not gonna change that. Bill Self not being able to contact them for six weeks is not gonna change that. The program recruits for itself, and again, in the age of NIL, there are ways that you can influence things without having as much contact. So I think for me, when I look at this overall, 
looks like on paper a lot and maybe more so than you should have done at this point considering what Louisville had happened, considering how long this has been going on, it seems like it's punishment in and of itself that this has been hanging over the program for five years. So for me, you look at it on paper, it looks like a lot. In reality, I don't know how much this is actually gonna impact Kansas. It's crazy how long this is taking. This committee was set up to expedite these things and they've made it worse. It's so NCAA, it's incredible. It is, and there's also reports out there that Kansas' case won't be figured out until after the 2023 basketball season. You're going on six years, more or less, that this has been going on, and facts aren't changing. It's been the same this whole entire time. When it comes out, the, the final punishment comes out, I'm gonna be fascinated to see if they actually look at this long period of time with this cloud they've hung over the program mm -hmm. as part of the punishment. You know, because it has, it really hadn't impacted them, but it has been kind of a negative cloud over KU basketball for an extended period of time. And honestly, it's stupid. Get this thing resolved. Exactly, and it impacted recruiting. KU won a national title with players that KU recruited during this. Ochai Abaji, Dave McCormick, Christian Brown, guys that maybe KU would have recruited over, so to speak, if they didn't have this cloud over their head. So it's worked out for Kansas, but I agree. This has taken way, way too long. Yep. And now we step out of bounds, and Out of Bounds is brought to you by Darius Corner Market. We love local, we are local for you. Well, Fitz, the Houston Astros are World Series champions, and earlier this week, the Kansas City Royals introduced Matt Quadrado as the new manager. Fitz, is there hope the Royals will return to the World Series in the foreseeable future? No, next segment. Now look, I, you know what, I, I hope so. I'm a lifelong Royals fan. You know, when you know this so well, when you get into this industry, you kind of lose your fandom. Um, you, you know, I'm a K-State graduate, but I cover games. I don't go there as a tailgating and all that. I keep the Royals for myself. So this is kind of fun. I, I hope they are. And I think they've leaned into player development, which they should have done. Now, it was a miserable hire. They just didn't have the right people in place. Mm -hmm. Miserable hire before. They didn't have the right people in place to develop this young roster. Now I have some hope. Now maybe the pitching that's coming up through the ranks will be able to cash in. Now they got some bats. If they've got, if the new manager can really develop these players and he's gonna use a lot of uh, statistics to get him sit there, I, I'm a hopeful, but boy, um, getting back to the top of the mountain, that's a lot to ask. It is, and I think too, you have to look at this in modern day baseball, money wins. And yep. how can the Royals go around that? They're gonna have to invest in youth, go get some fresh arms, and really, really try and buy into building this from the ground up. And you might have to hit on some free agents every once in a while, but they're gonna have to go get some young arms, live arms, guys that can change games when you get into the crucial part of the season. And I think you look at the recent Royals teams, they just haven't had that. And so I think that's the biggest change that needs to happen. And, and again, just like we are seeing with KU football, you gotta hit the right group of guys mm. and the locker room has to change. And we'll see if they can get that accomplished under new leadership. Well, let's hear from the fans now. Our fan question is sponsored by Metal Arc. Retirement awaits in Manhattan where you can live your way every day. And this one is for Michael. Our fan question this week is, should Lance Leipold win Big 12 Coach of the Year from Jason and Lawrence? Jason, I say yes. I agree. It's not even close. Yeah. You look at this Kansas football program. Let's start with the Vegas win totals. Kansas's was two and a half. They're now six and three. You look at TCU's, theirs was six and a half, and they're now nine and oh. I think you look at Sonny Dykes being the biggest competitor for Lance Leipold, but Sonny Dykes took over a Cadillac and really improved that. Lance Leipold took over a beat down van and really improved that to where it's running like a Ferrari at times this year. I think he, his coaching staff, deserve a ton of credit. 
I don't know if Lance Leipold will win it. I do think Sonny Dykes is the one that wins it. But the question is, should Lance Leipold win it? And the answer there is. is clearly yes. Yeah. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we will look at our predictions here on The Drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It's time to head down the home stretch of this week's show. And now let's take a look at our predictions. The predictions are brought to you by Kites and Kites Aggieville Draft House. Meeting your friends at Kites and the Draft House since 1954. And remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at The Drive 13. By the way, Michael, don't forget you got to do that. Uh, let's look at last week's results. The viewers went two and one. I went one and two. Some guy named Scott went two and one last week, but that will become Michael. He's inheriting someone else's mm. picks. He is, he's inheriting the lead. This isn't fair to me because I stink at this. Well, I'll tell you what. May, let, let's consider me a ghost picker last <laughs> week, maybe. Uh, I'll take That's credit right. for the you two and one. That's right. You didn't make picks, actually. I, I did a little bit, a little bit. Okay, here's this week's picks. And we start off with Kansas at Texas Tech. We put Kansas as plus three and a half in this game. Can Texas Tech beat KU by four or more? I like Texas Tech in Lubbock. I'm really impressed with Kansas, but I like the Red Raiders at home. What do you think? Give me KU in the points. Yeah. I think a, a sneaky decision here, who starts at quarterback? We talked about Kansas State's quarterback decision. Jalen Daniels, Jason Bean, you have to start Jason Bean in my opinion. Really? It's good for the culture. You can't have a player lose his job after playing his best game of his career as a Jayhawk. That's not good for the culture. If you're going to preach culture, competition, competitiveness, you have to let Jason Bean start this week. If it goes wrong, put in Jalen Daniels. That's a good point. All right, next is Kansas State at Baylor. We've got K-State plus three and a half. Give me Baylor. I know. The Bears are I, playing so well as of late. I like Baylor. Baylor is Kansas State's late season nemesis. This mm. happens all the time. Baylor was bad or, or average, and now they're playing great football. K-State goes down there. I'll, I'll take those points. Baylor can win by three, and I'll take the win on that. But I think K-State wins this game. I, I think they'll deliver the product. Again, keep an eye on who starts at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And our last game of the week is the big one in the conference. TCU at Texas. This could be what the Big 12 championship game is. It's in Austin. We established it as a pick em. I'm going to go with TCU, and I'm going to say something shocking here, Michael. I think TCU falls behind in the first half. I'm just saying. What? And then Texas has their quarterback get injured, and then TCU wins. Wow, that's such a shocking. It's almost like we've seen this happen before. But yeah. no, give me Texas. They're playing really well right now. Oh. And Quinn Ewers at home, they're a team that's played pretty well at home this year. Give me Texas. Yeah, they were really good on Saturday. If Ewers plays like that, Bijan runs Oof. like that, whoo, that's scary. Again, that was a weird noise. Again, make your picks on our Twitter page, at the Drive 13 Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One, by local for a strong local community. And we start off with Mr. Michael Swain of Fog.net for the first time. Here you go. Take it away, buddy. 
I want to talk about the best part about college football, which is hometown heroes. And that's exactly what Devin Neal has become. His performance on Saturday was incredible. The first Jayhawk ever to have over 100 rushing yards and 100 receiving yards in a game. Remember, this is a program that had Gale Sayers, Tony Sands, in recent memory, Khalil Herbert, Puka Williams. None of them did what Devin Neal did. And for him to stick to Kansas after Les Miles was fired, stuck with Lance Leipold, stuck with the program, it's fitting that he's the one that got KU to bowl eligibility. Yeah, it's really cool. And you know what? I think Lance Leipold has learned from this, that you might be able to go around the country and find better athletes on paper, maybe more developed football players in Texas or Florida or someplace else, but getting these Kansas kids, getting the hometown kids that want to invest in your program emotionally really means a lot. And that's what Kansas State has built their program around. And now, naturally, they've supplemented with guys like Deuce Vaughn out of Texas. But Felix Sandia Duque Uzama is a Kansas City product. And you can go down the list at the number of guys from this region that have built the program. If Leipold can find a way to get more Kansas kids, the success will follow because they care about their in-state programs. That's it for this week's edition of The Drive. Michael, good job. Thank you very much for joining me. We will see you next week right here and all week on social media. It was a very bright shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.